You're about to listen to Grace Pills by Reverend Josh Lai, lead pastor at Caris Center International. Reverend Josh Lai is a preacher of the gospel of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Be blessed as you listen. He says, but when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you will receive what? Power. What is the power we have received? No, what's the power? What's the name of the power? The what? The what? Yes. Oh, say it like you mean it. The Holy Spirit. So we have received the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Now, listen to, listen to this. Watch this. To go and testify about who? About Jesus. With what? So, one of the major things the Holy Spirit does is to give us the power, the ability to testify about what? About Christ. Are you getting the point? Are you getting the point? Watch this. Watch this. When a woman conceives, the power, the ability, the grace, and everything the woman has is to be able to give birth. Is that right? Is that right? That the child will have life. It becomes the premium. Is that true? No, is that true? And when the woman is able to deliver, then she is motivated. And then the power goes on to sustain the child. Is that right? Oh, is that right? Is that true? Okay. Now, in the same way, the first thing the Holy Spirit does is to give the believer the ability to speak for conversion. And that's why if you go to Isaiah chapter 11, he first talks, when he talks about the seven spirits, he first, first talks about the spirit of piety. Piety. That's the spirit of conviction. The spirit of conversion. So, you see, when you get born again and you don't use that power for its main purpose, It is the main abuse of that power. Are you getting the point? Because if there is no conversion, 
There will be no need, listen very carefully, for the spirit of knowledge. Ah, are you here with me? For the spirit of counsel. For the spirit of might. For all the characteristics and the very nature of the spirit to work. You see, and, and, and that's what most of us are failing. You see, that's why in John, we'll read it. He talks about we bearing fruit and our fruit should what? Remain. And then he will come to say that if we don't do so, then we are not abiding in him. You see, we're not abiding in him. What he's actually trying to say is that we are not living the life that we should live. Because the reason why we abide in him is to be able to bear what? So you see, you can never have the Holy Spirit in you and be barren. Now, do you remember that when Jesus was sending his disciples to go and share the good news, you remember he breathed on them. Whilst he was with them, teaching them, doing everything, did he do that? The only time he breathed on them was when he was about sending them. Because that is the main purpose, the main reason of the power. And that's why you can see that, listen, anytime, anytime a person decides to go win souls, miracles happen. The Lord does unusual thing because it is the first use of the power. Because, listen, if the person gets born again and the person doesn't do anything and dies, the blood of Christ has been made use of. And God has fulfilled his purpose. Oh, praise God. Are you, are you getting the scenario? He, he, he is not so concerned about so much what happens after. What he really needs is that the person gets born. Oh, praise God. Are you getting the point? And then we can think about maintenance. Is that right? Yes. But the most important thing is that if the person gets born again right now, and their life is taking, the reason why Jesus came has been fulfilled. Oh, praise God. You see, and that's, that's why this thing we are talking about is the big deal and each one of us must see it as agent. 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 You know, as the Lord keeps revealing this to me, I have become very scared. I'm telling you, be because the, the truth of the matter is we are not doing what he called us to do. Yes. 
You see, our focus has been on so many other things apart from the real thing. And you see, it is the trick of the enemy to, see, to, to move all of us away from the real deal. And then we are focusing on what is minor and we are considering them as the major. Hello. Can you believe that when Jesus was sending his disciples, he asked them not to take money? Is that true? When he was sending them to go and share the good news, he told them, forget about money. And when they came back, he asked them a simple question. When I sent you to go and share the good news, did you lack anything? And they said, no. In other words, when it comes to the sharing of the good news, his providence is full. <laughs> he gives full providence. He, he doesn't even need you to interfere. He will take care of it. So that you don't have any excuse. Oh, I didn't have money. <laughs> oh, are you here with me? Yeah. Oh, I didn't have money. Oh, I, I didn't get this. I didn't get that. Okay? No. You, you wouldn't have any excuse. You wouldn't have any excuse. Let's go back. If we do not carry the gospel. So number one. Let's already go. What makes it sin is that we are what? Disobedient. To the main command of what? So what is the main command of Jesus Christ? Mm -hmm. to, what? To do what? To honor the great commission. Give us the verse for the great commission. Let's already go. Go therefore and make disciples of all, nation, all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the teaching them to that I have and 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 I I am, as you do this, I am, as you do this, I am. So, in other words, anybody that responds to this, he says, my presence is with you. Oh, praise God. Do you know he already lives in you? 
Okay, so he says, I live in you, <laughs> and I'm also with you. Not temporarily, but even to the end of what? The age. Can I boldly say that what it means is that if we don't engage in this, what happens? Oh, say it. Do you understand what it means? We miss him. That's what. So you see, we are actually doing church, and he's not involved. You see, that's why church has become very social. Oh, are you here? Because we have actually been enticed by the enemy to take out the main. And we are enjoying the fringes. Are you here with me? Do you know that there are some who, as a matter of fact, what I'm teaching, they're offended. Do you know that? Do, do, do you know that there are most people, even who, who come to church, they think that, Pastor, I'm sure maybe some of you have even said that. Oh, Pastor, why is he taking too much time on this thing? You see, because we are used to church as usual. Not knowing we are not even doing church at all. <laughs> yes, we come to socialize. Oh, hello? That's what we come to do. We come to socialize. We come to socialize. So, Charles, you understand it? You see what, how you play this thing so beautifully? You see the gift you are, you are so gifted with? You know people come here and they tell me every time that they always want to see you on the, see you on the keyboard. You know that? Okay. All right? So they look at you, your, your passion and the joy and the enthusiasm, and they love it. And it, it, it blesses them. Okay? But you see, it doesn't end there. You understand the point. He must win a soul. Okay? And, and as, as you're doing it, it should occupy your mind, your heart, your every... Are you getting the point? That is this thing winning souls for the Lord? Do, do, you, do you get my point? I, I, I... You don't know. I am now getting to a point where... It's not about me preaching and you say, Pastor, is deep. 
Oh, it's deep, and then it ends. Is it winning souls? Are you getting the point? Because, as a matter of fact, that is what matters. That's, it's deep. Pastor, it's deep. Okay, it's deep. <laughs> but is it so deep that it's digging out a soul from the pit of hell? If it doesn't, it is spiritual gymnastics. Yes. It is cliche. You know, we do a lot of cliches these days. We use a lot of charismatic jargons. So, you see, so, now I'm getting to a point where, get, get this. We come to church, and I don't see a new soul. And I want to cry. So I ask myself, what am I doing? Do you understand the point? I get worried. Lord, am I getting through to my people? Are they getting the message? Is this other culture so deep-seated that they are not even moved? And if they are not moved, then, then, then there's spiritual amnesia. Oh, yes. Is that not it? Yes. By now, we should be flooding the marketplaces. I, now when I see people on the street, I just call them, I tell them, Jesus loves you. Your life is so valuable for him that he came to die for you. If it was just you, he would still have died. You're so important. And do you know the major thing? He took away what is major in your life. What everybody is afraid of is what sin will do to them. He took away the prime. Everything else is less. Is that not it? You know, when you kneel down on the floor and beg this guy, you just see him. You're moved by the spirit. Sir, I beg you, give your life to Jesus. You are in a neat trouser, neat top, fine gentleman, beautiful lady, and you are kneeling down. Sir, your life is so valuable to Jesus. They will see the kind of agency it will always ring. Why did this guy kneel down? What is so important? Let me find out. Because you yourself, 
you know the agency with which they need the Lord. Because, you see, you would turn away like this, and they are crossing the street, and they are gone. A friend of mine, a friend of mine, we were very close. He really, really, really influenced me a lot, badly, negatively. Yes. I was the one who was bringing all the plans, though, you know, because I was very creative. So, But he was the one who was bringing all the money. You know, so he, because the dad had a lot of cashito. So we'll go home, do connections. You know, sometimes um, his father's car, the parts, you know the parts, the car parts, zoom. Then we go and sell. Yes, and then just to, you know, come and chill. Yes, chill. You, you do it. You do it. Or you did it. Or you are going to do it. <laughs> Whatever it is. You know, it was a terrible lifestyle. But, and we all did all of that. And then when we got out of school, it's as if something had... Because I came from a Christian home, a core Christian home. And I knew my parents were praying. You know, so the moment I came out of school, it's as if something had... And that was when I received the Lord Jesus. So, so when I became born again, we, we were still friends. And I told him, no, actually, these things, I, mean, I won't do them again. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. I, I. And he was angry with me. And he left me alone. But the point is, I didn't follow up. I mean, he was so angry at me that he detested me. Oh, yes. Only to hear that the riches became like a rag. And he died a miserable death. And the day I heard it, I felt so guilty. Up till today. I didn't get through to him with a message. I didn't know what I know today. I thought I was busily working for the Lord. You see that thing? You, you see that thing? Uh huh. That religious thing. Do, 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 do you get it? Yes. All right? You see, Jesus spoke about the Good Samaritan. Okay? Do you know that the Good Samaritan has to do with winning souls? Do you know that? Oh, do you know that? Yes. That the, the priest came to pass. <laughs> he was going to do church as usual. Uh, yeah, church as usual. And the soul is perishing. He was talking about the spiritual state of a man who doesn't know Christ. That's what he was like. He's beaten by thieves, beaten by the devil. That's the state of that man. And he was going from 
Jerusalem, are you getting the point? To perish. He has lost his original state. That's what a good Samaritan uh, story means. But the religious people were passing. I'm going to church. So we pass all of these people and we dress beautifully and we come to church and we flaunt it. We know the Lord. They don't. It's religion. Religion has so blinded us. Disobedient. Next. When you are not telling others about Jesus, you are disobeying this. What are commands meant to do? To be. To be. So if you don't obey the command, what are you doing? You are disobeying. You are disobeying. Why are you disobeying? (laughs) It's because that's what you are going to be marked with. Are you getting the point? Uh-huh. Listen to me, but what you will never be marked with is not disobedience. Do you understand disobedience? When you are writing exams and the lecturer has given you something to answer and you answer it wrongly, you have disobeyed. You can write something that is right. But that is not the lecturer wants you to write. You have still disobeyed. Because it is out of the marking scheme. It is out of your assigned If the unbeliever says, I won't take Jesus, they have disobeyed. (laughs) Are you getting the point? The believer disobeys when they don't go to tell the gospel about Jesus. Hello? So you look at your, your colleague. You know, this your, this kind, your, your habit. You say you won't go to church. You think that's preaching the gospel. You, you see how we insult people with our Christianity. And think we are preaching The next. He said to them, let's all read, go. Go into all the world and do what? Preach the gospel 
the gospel there is the good news to every creature you don't have an excuse every creature think about it because all creatures are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God praise the Lord You see, when you get this understanding and you are late, so late about your career, uh, your profession, your vocation, you see, you are not late in it because you want to make a name. You see, you are the best in that vocation, in that profession, because it will give you the platform to win more souls. You see, <laughs> you see that, that should be the orientation. Okay, so, if you're a student, you want to be the best in class, not to show off that you're the best. So, I'm a child of God. You understand? Yes, and I'm the best in class. No, it must be a platform to showcase and to tell the good news. Are you getting the point? Oh, praise the Lord. If, if, if you were looking to be the wealthiest man. Okay, good. And you, you get all the money. Is it going to be a channel to win more souls? Hello? You know, but, but maybe in your mind to live the life. We're living large. You know, yeah, we're living large. We'll book, book, uh, go to a, uh, um, book a hotel and it's $5,000 a night. I heard somebody asking, a Nigerian politician. He said, ah, if you, if you sleep in a hotel and you pay $2,000, um, when you carry $2,000 and thieves are coming to carry you away, it's like they're carrying you in your sleep when you're sleeping in the hotel. Is it not true? Are you meant to sleep in a hotel? Is it meant to sleep? S sleep. Or you want to be awake? So you sleep. So, so, so far as you sleep, Or if you wake up, you have a new lease of life. 
You see, so, you see, the, 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 the point is this. The point is this. It starts every, let's check it very well. Even from the pastor right through to the congregation. As we are all praying, Lord, we want to be rich, we want to be rich. From the lifestyle of the pastor to the congregation member, you will see that it is to just live lavishly to show off. Are you here with me? But it has nothing at all to do with the kingdom business that we want to win souls. 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 Souls are perishing. Souls are perishing. They need the Savior. You are the messenger. And the good thing is that you have the mandate. Do you know what mandate means? It means authority. Praise God. You are the one that can speak. Nobody else. Do you know the policeman has the mandate? The traffic warden, who is a policeman, has the mandate. Do you know that? Oh, do you know that? So that with his little finger, he can be as tiny. He can even be drunk. The moment you are coming with top speed and he says this, he can even use the last finger. No matter how powerful you are. I didn't we see the other time? It went viral. When the, is it the Kede was so, it did. The, the man thought he was powerful. But he met the one who had the mandate. <laughs> National interest. You see, so when you have the mandate, you are in your jurisdiction. And you are backed by the superior authority. And that is why when you also refuse to do it, then it becomes disobedience. Are you getting it? You moved out of your position. And chaos will happen if you do. Are you getting it? Are you here with me at all? Give me the next. Okay. If we don't do it, what happens? We have what? Oh, speak out. You have what? We have lack of love for. We have lack of love for. We have lack of love for Jesus. The measure of your love for Jesus is whether you do what he said. If you love him, you will keep his word. If you don't, you won't. Are you here with me? He says, go. What are you sitting down doing? If you love him, you will do it. 
if I had the chance, I would preach this my whole life. You see, can't you realize, wait, people of God, get it. Can't you realize that what you should be hearing, even as I'm speaking right now, is sounding like the one rather that is foreign. So we, <laughs> Jesus, we have made other staffs the norm. Whilst this should have been the culture. Let me tell you from today. When you wake up in the morning and you are going to work, tell yourself, I'm going about my father's business. I am going to work to win souls. Did you hear what I said? That by the time I engage all of these customers, I should have won a soul for the Lord. So you see, let, let that should fill your heart and your mind. That, that, that is what should fill your heart. Don't think you are going to work for your boss. You, you must know that that is only a conduit. Are you getting the point? Do you understand me? Yes, that's only what? A conduit. It's only a conduit. No. God is just giving you a platform to be able to reach out. So, as you are going, the moment you wake up, you pray. You yourself are excited about the joy of your salvation. And you thank God that you were saved. And then he reached out to you with the gift of salvation. Thank you, Jesus. And with that joy, you know somebody else needs this. Praise God. And so you love the Lord. Your, your heart is so filled with his love. What can I do for the Lord today? I need to win a soul. It will make him happy. Is that true? Yes. You go out there. He will give you somebody. And like I said, so far as you go, signs and wonders will follow you. Because you have the mandate. Praise God. If you can understand why Acts of the Apostles was filled with a lot of miracles, is because the agenda was so winning. <laughs> you see, we, we want to do this for sure. Listen to me. There are so many things that happen here in church. Happen in my ministry, I don't talk about. I, you, you yourself know. There are things you, come, you tell me and you feel that Sunday I will share them. I even forget to. Because 
it, it doesn't, it's not, that is not my call to make a boast of those things. Sometimes I share them for you to get encouraged. But it doesn't sweep me away. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. There have been people, they sit here, they are in church. Just this Sunday, somebody came to me. She said she had a lump here at the lower abdomen. And it was there. For two years, over two years now, it's been there. And she went and they said she has to do a surgery. And it's, it's going to cost so much, she doesn't even have the money. She said she's, I brought her to church though. She started coming to church. All of a sudden, she can't see the thing again. I can tell you on authority, she's not the first. She's not the second. She's not the third. It happens here. Listen, because I don't need to talk about this for it to happen. When you lift up Jesus, you get the whole package. It's as the word is coming, people are being healed. There are some who feel embarrassed. So I don't even talk about it. Because they feel that it's something that is very private with them. So I don't talk. And I keep them. How many of you, you know, you know what the Lord is doing in your lives? Uh, don't you? You know. You know. So, you see, the grace of God is at work. But the point is, how do we respond to this grace? Is it too much a big deal to go share the good news? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. My father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Praise God. Oh, praise God. Next. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the word which you hear is not mine, but my father's who sent. So Jesus, if Jesus is saying that the words we hear is not his, but his father, father who sent him, when you go and speak the word, whose word are you speaking? The Father's word. If Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so do I send you, it indirectly who has sent you? Tell the next person, this is not a joke. Next. As we disobey this and we don't do it, it means that we are not what? We are not what? Oh, we are not what? Listen, when he met Peter, what did he tell Peter? Read it, go. It's too direct. There's no ambiguity about this. It's so straightforward. When you follow me, I will make you what? Fishers of men. Are you a fisher of human beings? So the followership of Jesus automatically makes you, designates you 
puts you in that, in that jurisdiction, gives you the mandate to be a fisher of what? Men. Are you? So, how can you follow Jesus and you are fishing for things? It amazes me. It, it, it amazes, I don't know, how we all shifted focus has just blown me away. We follow me and I will make you fishes of men. When Peter <laughs> betrayed Jesus, you see, because he stopped following, he went back to fishing. For fish. Jesus. And most of us are in church, and the reason why we are following is for fish. It's for fish. For fish. It's for fish. For fish. Peter was a fisherman, is that right? So his vocation was what occupied him. When he decided to follow Jesus, Jesus said, I'm taking you out of your first vocation and I'm giving you a new profession. Next month, that's our theme. The believer's assignment. The moment you decided to follow Jesus, he moved you from your, what you call, you thought your first profession into your primary profession. You became a fisher of men. So you are first a fisher of men before a doctor, before an architect, before a businessman, before a pharmacist, before an entrepreneur, before a marketer, before whoever you thought you were. Listen to me very carefully. And I said that it is only a platform to be able to deliver your first assignment. If you are not doing that, you missed it. You missed it. If I ask you, oh, pastor, hey, hey, but these days I don't see you. What's happening to you? Pastor, it's Lajan. This money thing. We are working hard. So you see, for you, it is the money. That's your motivation. It's not the assignment. But if you understand the assignment, you will make a lot of money. <laughs> and I, I, you will make it without struggle. Oh, hello? 
That's what happens when you follow Jesus. If you are not fishing for men, you are not really following him. Put your hand on your head and say, I repent. Oh, say, I repent, Lord. What is the meaning of repentance? Change of. So say it like you mean it. Say, Lord, I change my mind. From today, I am a true follower. I will fish for men. My first assignment has been invoked. I am provoked. I am going out to fish for men. In Jesus' name, amen. Grace, glorious grace At the cross You called it finished Thank you for listening to Grace Bills by Reverend Josh Lai Lead Pastor, Caris Center International We believe the word has begun a good work in you May God's amazing grace lead you to a peaceful and joy-filled life Caris Center International Living heaven on earth <laughs>